To Destroy Nonchalance. This episode, we're talking about the latest Star Wars movie called The Rise of Skywalker. We saw it last night at the Odeon. It was part of the Triple yeah, Bill. It's the Odeon Lux Leicester Square, which we love. It, we saw all three back to back. Yeah, it was a marathon. It included The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and this course, latest one, The, the Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Let's talk about this third movie first, because that's the most recent. And then we can connect all three and what it was like to watch the three back okay. to back. Um, so, um, who is the director? J.J. Abrams. As IMDb says, the surviving resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. So... Rick, what was your overall impression of the movie? I liked it. It was a good movie, and I want to watch it again. I don't know that I liked it as much as The Force Awakens, but then again, The Force Awakens was a redone formula, so I don't know that it deserves a lot of praise for being a redone formula for The Force Awakens, but... When you say it's a redone formula, like, what do you well, mean? Well, I mean, the droids have a map, and they have to... I, I thought it was very much like one of the first three back in the 80s. Right, so it, it kind of touches on... It covers the same kind of territory as the like first a, Star Wars. It was a Wars. fan service movie, but I really liked it, because I, I never was there when the first ones came out. But I, I liked... The movie, I liked a lot of the places where it went, and I liked that it finished in something that wasn't as expected, but still it was satisfying. Okay. And, you know, there's a few points we'll talk about, but overall, overall I, I liked it a lot. It was a good movie-going experience for you. It was a good Star Wars experience for you. I was hooked the whole time, and I didn't. I wasn't tired of sitting, because we'd been there for a while, but... And it was, you know, we don't usually. It started what after six o'clock in the evening, and yeah, the, finally the third one started around midnight. Yeah, and I mean, I wasn't tired or anything, and the so movie that says a lot. Kept me. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree. Um, overall, I think it was a rewarding wrap up to this three part series this trilogy um there are some finer points again that i wasn't really happy with how it played out it was a little disappointing in some areas and there were some things that were out of their control to be fair okay so let's start breaking it down a little bit more like well, what are some of those things well i mean the, they didn't the, have control big, over there was a big hole where carrie fisher was supposed to be and they did their best with what they had and I think she never really had a full sentence. She had a lot of facial... Because it was all archival footage. Which, you know, they they worked it. <laughs> she had several scenes and several, you know... That was a big thing to have to contend with. The absence of Curry for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure that the, the movie could have done more if they had her around. And maybe it would have turned out a little bit different, but... I don't know. I, I 
would be interesting to find out how much that changed the final plot because as we saw we we basically lost the Skywalker line completely by the end of the movie and by the characters dying off. Yeah. Yeah. It she assumes I mean, the name. Yeah, but I mean Leia due to the fact that they didn't have the actress to play out she basically had to lay down and sacrifice herself. And, I mean, it was a powerful scene. And I thought, I mean, it, it was emotional. But I, I think whenever she came on screen, you couldn't you couldn't um, get it out of your head that she wasn't saying a lot of lines because they didn't have her... Well, she, of course, she's not alive, but... That's all they had. So, you know, a lot of one word answers and, and looks and, you know. Right. That, that was a, a big gap. And did that, were you aware of, of that? Did, were you mindful of that the whole movie? It, like watching the whole movie? No, I mean, they would go, they, they would go away and continue their mission and whatever they were doing. But whenever, she came around, and I was surprised she was in it as much as she was, to be honest. Well, because when I, I was watching it, was. I kind of... And I even asked you afterwards, because I haven't been following the production of it, how much of it was, like, actually there? How much of it was digital? Because I didn't really know. But the one thing I did kind of, like, notice is that I didn't. it didn't have a lot of her presence as an actress in it, relevant to the situation. Um, there wasn't like a spark there in a lot of her response to things. She looked very, she came across as very like contemplative and very even keel. Yeah. And there wasn't um, a lot of fire. Yeah. It just didn't have like that spark. And it, it, it did seem a bit sometimes like it, a lot of that was happening in her head because she was, I mean, it worked it really well because she was having to, struggle in her mind about what she was going to have to do and right. what she was going to have to do was not going to make anybody happy as far as the resistance and I think that she held that off as long as she could so I mean this could have always been the same thing that was going to happen but yeah we don't know how much they changed because yeah of... but it is like they she was going to have to contend with that struggle and with the son, her son having this part that he had on on the dark side, and do you think she would have originally died? I I don't know. I would I would have hoped not. I know originally we heard a lot about you know the the first one coming back was gonna be Han's movie. Then it was gonna be Luke's movie for the second one. Right. And this was supposed to be her movie. Her movie. Leia's movie. And, I mean, they, they did... I think they touched on elements that they would have liked to explore more, like her lightsaber. And the fact that she had a lightsaber and she trained as a Jedi. Yeah, it's I, weird how they brought that up towards the end of the movie. Um, yeah. You, for this to be her movie, uh, or originally considered to be, like, her movie... Um, her lightsaber and it was after we already see Kylo Ren throw his out into the ocean so he he wasn't going to be associated with that anymore and um 
I don't remember if Ray had thrown hers out. I don't know what she did with hers, but it was seemed like there was a shift away from the whole lightsaber thing and living by the sword, dying by the sword, not being like the motto anymore. And now we get to see like Leia's sword at the end of all of that. It kind of didn't it come after that? Yeah, it came after that because so they, I mean, Kylo and Ray were going at it through, I think, to the half of the movie. Yeah. And then they were at the ruins of the Death Star fighting through, you know, the massive waves and all of that. And uh, that's, I think, towards the end of that fight, that's when Leia did her sacrifice and they both felt it. Right. And it really, it it did what Leia intended it to do, which was to to reach... Um, to reach Kylo and to and shake to, him out of this whole like influence yeah. from the dark side that he'd been wrapped up into. Yeah, to to shake that out, and I think um, Ray leaves and he throws his saber into the water. But I don't I don't know where she keeps getting sabers because in the last movie <laughs> they broke they they broke um, Luke's saber whenever they were fighting over it right and she had the pieces and i i see where they gave her leia's because it was essentially ray left that fight and she kylo gives up on being the in the dark side and she gives up on being what's coming up which you know she's the she's the sith she's supposed to inherit all of this so she goes to the island where luke went to just give it all up. Right. So, before we go too far into that, because that's an interesting technicality to bring up, what do you think about the character arcs We've, that were initiated in the first movie that we saw kind of play out and almost reverse themselves in the second movie, and we can talk about that more later. But then, this is where it all culminates. This, this third movie, it all comes to an end. What do you think of the character arcs? And, I mean... We're, we're all familiar going into it with like Luke and Leia and Hans. And what do you think? How they how did they survive this trilogy? Well, you'll have to answer this as well, but yeah, <laughs> it no. can't just be asking me questions. But it is, of course, I liked the character arcs because they kind of stood on their own. They they went on their own paths that they had to go, and Ray's character arc didn't depend on Finn's, and Kylo's was intertwined with Ray's, but they all they each had to choose their own. Right, but just going like sticking with the main three that we were all familiar with before going into this latest trilogy. So Luke, we see him start out. Well, he was visible. He came into the the movie, the trilogy, at the very end of the first one. Yeah, I mean, Luke was flawed all the way to the end until he stopped looking at the horizon and became the horizon. Literally became the horizon. He went into poof. And that's when he understood what he was afraid of and what he was running away from. And, you know, his character arc... The whole motivation ending, of fear. He admits that. Ending it... He came back as the the holograph, whatever, you know, they, they're they never dead. They can kind of come back and talk to you as a spirit. Right. And his closed up 
by accepting and telling Ray that he was wrong and he was wrong in what he was thinking and in running away and she can't he helped her resolve the next steps that she needed to take and right. to not be afraid of herself and I mean Han well <laughs> he I, I I don't know I mean he was always kind of running away from his problems he was pretty independent and wanted to be and when he and Leia you know to got a together fault and, that we saw later on yeah I mean when the whole Kylo Ben Solo thing went to hell he kind of just left and Leia continued the resistance and I mean with Han we saw his arc go to a close in the, in the first one the the Force Awakens. Right. When he sacrificed himself and he had to build up to that. And I mean, he basically let his kid kill him. <laughs> yeah. And, but then he comes back, you know, as his ghost self. Yeah. And, in this movie and, uh, and tries to do something similar that Leon had tried to do, which was wake up, <laughs> like set aside this whole dark side to yourself and, yeah, and so his they they tied it up with a nice bow. And it was nice seeing him back. Yeah. In this movie and for Leia, well, she fought from the first scene that we saw way back when, she was, you know, she's always been the fighter and very steady always, presence throughout it. Yeah, and she's always been that steady presence and She's really been the figure that feels the sacrifice, so many sacrifices around her. And she finally, she had to do hers in this movie. And that sacrifice had such an impact that essentially it saved everything. And I mean, really, I would say that what Leia did by sacrificing herself. Right. If she hadn't done that, and if Kylo hadn't been there at the end, because of what she did, in the capacity that he was, it, you know, it would not have gone well. Because they were in trouble all the way to the end. They were really in trouble. Yeah, I mean, Leia and the sacrifice that she ended up making, really, I mean, it turned the tide of the war and the resistance. Um, yeah, and it's really interesting that... Han and Leia would come back at the end of the movie, but, and you know, and be the ghostly parent, parental figures for Rey back in Luke's original yeah, home. I forgot that too. They did and, come back. And you're thinking, well, we, and we haven't talked about the, the newer character arcs, you know, such as Kylo and Rey. Um, no, it was Luke and Leia that came back as the. Oh, the ghost. Han didn't come back as a ghost. No. Um, he only came back for Kylo. Yeah. She was burying their lightsabers together at uh, his home. Oh, okay. Because they, they were the Skywalkers. Uh, okay, so Han yeah. didn't come back. And so they weren't really parental figures. That would be kind of weird. But yeah. They were kind of... Yeah. <laughs> the brother and sister, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, because... Okay, let's talk about Rey. We find out that she's a Palpatine. That that's her bloodline. And, you know, they've, 
we, you know, they've kept it up. They've kept it a mystery this whole time. And then, you know, the word is that her parents were nobodies. But you know, in the end, we find out, of course, that it's not really the case. That she has pretty like royal blue blood family and the the forest is kind of sticking with this elitist idea of who people are and who can have such control and influence so um what do you think of ray's character her character arc i mean i like ray a lot and i think they really played with you in the second movie when they were trying to make it seem like she was nobody. Right. Because they, they did play with, you know, the force goes to anybody. The force doesn't belong to a family name. It's not like, oh, you're a Skywalker, so you get the better Or you're force. a Palpatine. And then... Yeah, so, I mean, they did kind of backtrack a little with this one because... So, Palpatine, he's he's been at it since the beginning. And... We've seen a lot of that storyline happen through all of the movies and and how all of that developed. And, I mean, you can go back and, and look at all of that. But he is basically <coughs> a Sith. And the Sith Lords are bas- the opposite of what... Um, the Skywalkers yeah, try the, to be. The, 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 the Resistance. Jedi. Yeah, the Jedi. The Jedi. The opposite of the Jedi. And they're, you know, very evil and all of that. So that's i guess that's that bloodline the, her parents tried to get her away from it all and to make her be a nobody and so you know they fooled the audience a bit for a minute saying that she was nobody and her parents were drunks and this and that and they left her they sold her and know that her parents were trying to save her from from going down that path and even through the movie you thought that palpatine was trying to kill her so that nobody would... Kylo says that. Yeah, so nobody would take over his tr- throne. But as you saw, Palpatine needed her. And to... he actually kill. He asks her to kill him so that his spirit can go into her. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hello, no. So she can basically, you know, all of the, take, all of the spirits of the Jedi go into the... Help them, but I guess with the, the Sith lords or whatever it's the same and it, once she killed him it would have all been and it was really crazy to see ray as a sith lord whatever evil person because she had that yeah. double lightsaber and it, she looked kind of like an amphibian um because she i mean she was wearing that the dark hood and all of that and but, she had the teeth the weird teeth yeah that was some weirdo like oh, i'll need to watch that again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we should say that we we've only seen the movie once. Yeah, just so for the, there might be overnight. details that we're missing. Um, so it was interesting for her to. A lot of what this movie did was it, she does not want to remember, and clues and clues and clues get thrown at her, and then she eventually you have to you can't ignore it anymore, Ray. You're but a Palpatine. That's something I wasn't really clear on. So is she not remembering or did it just happen so long ago and she was such a little kid through it all that she wasn't going to remember it anyway? She was suppressing parts of it and I don't think that she would have remembered she was a Palpatine. I think her parents knew that. Yeah, her parents knew that. She remembered that there was a connection to this planet and that's what where they were going and she remembers 
the dagger, and this is the planet in the outer rims where Papatine has been. I guess, I mean, Papatine got killed, right? He he was killed by, was it Skywalker? Skywalker? Uh, this is yeah, like a level like of detail. The, the, for the first original 80s trilogy, Skywalker kills Palpatine and he falls down into, you know, whatever. And then it's supposed to end. Uh, but I guess he didn't die. And he was like hooked up in all kinds of crap and, you know, rotted. Right. Rotted in all kinds of ways. But I guess the, the darkness of the Sith kept him alive and the technology yeah and so i mean think of what darth vader was and he was just this hybrid monster yeah, person. yeah hybrid and palpatine in the meantime when he was out there he built this big great army and he was just preparing for this yeah and so that kind of hybridity between technology and nature just kind of that's the whole Palpatine way, right? I mean, it, and it comes out very dark. And it's interesting that when Rey, she goes back to, like, bury the lightsabers and everything, it's very, like, rustic and small. This place out in the desert, the Skywalker home that we see, like, the little dome, and it's very, like, humble. <laughs> but... I mean, and it came full circle... <laughs> That they finished it there because that's where it started and that's where Luke was like looking into the horizon, wanting to leave that place and to go explore and she comes back and buries him there. Buries the the lightsaber and everything there. Um, I like, I really enjoyed watching Rey come to terms with her power and discover all that she's been able to do with it and this ability to go into healing and heal the monster or like the animal and then heal Kylo. She, and yeah. I mean, I don't know if we've seen that in the movies before. No, and, and I mean, we didn't say in that last battle, she beat him. <laughs> she beat him and she stabbed him with her lightsaber. And through that whole battle... Well, to be fair, though, he had already had his Princess Leia moment and he wasn't prepared. He was no longer in attack mode and she no, wasn't... She didn't know that. That's... That's fine, but... What was confusing for me when all of that was happening from her being inside the Death Star was I didn't know if he was actually there. Yeah, that kind of blurred... All the way out, the whole fight, all the way outside. And I just, I didn't know if he was actually there. I wasn't sure. And so whenever she kind of stabbed him with the lightsaber, I wasn't sure. Oh, so he, it, was he actually there and he's dead? Or, I mean, he wasn't exactly dead. She did heal him, but she she put the lightsaber through him. She became like an avatar, not, you know, the last airbender avatar, because she was, like, bending sand and rocks moving and Yeah, healing. which we saw Luke do some, and, like, in the very first Star Wars trilogy that came out, um, like, floating and everything. But she was able to do so much more with her power than what we had seen Star Wars characters do. So was it because of everything everybody went through before her? That she was able to get such a handle on on things and she was actually like able to really understand 
what the force is and come to terms with everything that she needed to come to terms with because Luke never did. So he, while he was a powerful Jedi, he never came to terms with that thing inside that guilt or whatever it is. That right. And he wasted, he ended up wasting like a lot of his life. Well, at least a big chunk of it. You know, I don't know how old Kylo was when he died, but it was almost like he had trained Kylo and then Kylo rebelled and then, you know, broke and then Luke went into hiding. So I would say it was like a good 20 years that Luke was just like out of commission hiding away on this island. Yeah. And... But Ray never, she broke away from that. And she, maybe it was the presence of all the Jedis in her. And she's like the next um, iteration of what the Jedi is supposed to be. So she's learned a lot and was able to do the healing and everything. But I kept thinking like, if, because we saw Leia training Ray, right? Yeah. And if Leia was such a good, like, trainer, well, then... It seemed like her influence on her son could have been much earlier. If if Luke contributed to Kylo's going to the dark side because he saw what hap- what was happening at the time, why didn't he get Leia to get involved a little bit more if she's such an influential teacher? I don't know that Leia knew or realized how much power she had. With yeah. the Force. And I don't know that we saw the Force manifest itself in the same way in Leia that we did in the other Jedi. Because well, Leia got blown up in her ship and she was like floating around in space. In the second movie. Controlling the Force and all kinds of stuff. So she... I don't know that we ever saw her like with a lightsaber, you know, battling the way they do. So, yeah. That, you know, you bring that up, and we talked about um, Leia's character arc. When Carrie Fisher died, that was, like, in the midst of, like, the second movie. Like, the second movie was about to come out. And honestly, um, that moment when she's out in space and she died, that was much more emotional to me than seeing her make the sacrifice for Kylo in this movie. Well, because she had... She had just died. So it was almost like a second death. Yeah. This movie presented like a second death and it just didn't have the same impact for me. Uh, But. No, I mean, same. It's not like I cried in any of it. It was emotional. And it was emotional how emotional everybody around it was when she sacrificed herself. But even the second movie. Everyone was watching it last night, and it was still, you could just feel it in the theater. Watching her go out into space, frozen, but then she comes back to life in a way that she couldn't do it, like, in real life, in the way everybody kind of hoped, you know? It was like a, f- a wish fulfillment thing, watching her go out there to space. But she used the the Force, I don't know, she surprised herself that she was able to use the force in such a way to like pull her out of space and you know hold on to life so that she could get into the yeah. ship's hospital but it's it's too bad that she didn't influence Kylo 
at a time when Palpatine and the other dark forces were interfering with his training. Like, and Luke obviously wasn't enough to prevent that. And Luke is getting to the point where he's like actively trying to shut Kylo down. Where was Leia? When this was all happening. Well, she trusted her brother. And Luke Skywalker is, like, very powerful or supposed to be. He was a master and one of the last left. And she trusted her brother. (laughs) And that moment that Luke had, that tiny half-second moment where he really saw the darkness, he was never going to kill him because he... Right right after he did that, he thought twice, but right. it was too late. And that second was enough for Kylo to just go all the way. So, I don't know that they could have controlled so much of that. And I don't know how much Luke would have wanted to say, face his failure, that this darkness was being allowed to go into Kylo. Right. And I don't know if we should keep calling him Kylo or Ben. Because <laughs> Kylo is his dark right. side, and then Ben Solo is his... Right. Okay, side. so making that distinction, it'd be really interesting to know more about those early training days when nobody's really noticing that Ben is transitioning into Kylo until Luke can't do anything about it and his one action pushes Ben into Kylo full time. And, I mean, we just don't know, we don't know very much about those early training days. No, and we don't know what position Snoke was when that was happening. I mean, what if he was a support what if he was like one of the teachers or what if he was like in in there and that's how he had such an effect? Or, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he was only getting into his mind. But whatever, however it happened, it happened. Yeah. And- so for Kylo to be like one of the characters where we should definitely talk about the arc, there's, we don't know that we don't know very much. Other than when we're first introduced to him, he's like this petulant mini-villain. And, you know, with all the, the angst of, like, whatever it is, life stage that he's at. And we don't know the details of how he got there. But in the third movie, he makes this he makes the transition that he should have, like, he should have made early on. Which is, you have a lot of power, you could be doing, doing something good with it. And listen to your parents, listen to the people who actually care about you. But as we see, he learned it a little too late because we and see. Would he have learned it if she hadn't given up her life? Right. Yeah, and probably not. I don't know. I mean, because he always had that hesitation about attacking the ship that his mother was on, attacking the planet that his mother was on, and I mean, you saw uh, Snoke. Yeah, sensing that in him, we saw Palpatine sensing that hesitation in him, and maybe they chalked it up to him as being a Skywalker and not a Palpatine. He was just, yeah. I wonder how many people were in on that master plan because they did mention that Leia knew that Ray was a Palpatine, and a few people knew that she was a Palpatine, but they didn't tell her. Yeah. She still trained her knowing that she was a Palpatine. 
and that supposes and that's kind of like the mother influence and you know ray grew up without a mother and leia and i think that speaks to like um ray being able to heal with her power and you know and balance that the the dark and the light because luke acknowledges that ray has a tendency to go to the dark fast but i think it's leia's influence about you know in this um caring side and the light and the life oriented side that they probably was able to bring in a little more because you know she was strong and leia's smart but the one thing she wasn't you didn't see her on the battlefield a lot and and even before you didn't no i mean you did way in way in the movies early on when she was you know with her shooter and right she was taking control right and you know and so she could she could do it but her training with ray um i don't know i bet it has like a strong connection with what ray was able to do with her power and you know if you have these generations of synth in ray sith and ray then leia's influence probably shaped it into something that's a little broader than just like the soldier mechanical like jedi fighting power hungry now that we've seen all three of them together what do you think what do you make of the whole trilogy i think it could have been two movies Oh, last night's movie could have been like this latest one no i think that the trilogy could have been two movies yeah because we were talking about this last night i don't understand the point of the second movie at all or shorter movies i mean there were things in the second movie that were important right especially the luke stuff and you know some of some yeah we should set it up like this we saw the first movie when it came out and we saw it like four times because it, I mean, part of it was nostalgia, part of it was like the freshness of the characters, and it was a real cultural moment. Then some time passed, a year, two years, and the second movie came out. And we didn't hate it. We actually kind of liked it. And that was directed by Rian Johnson. Okay, Not right. J.J. Abrams. Right. So... And but there was like um and there was a lot of criticism on like the the movies focus on female characters and racial minorities and a lot of the criticisms got really ugly and we just did not like I shut that out. I didn't want to hear like it, like the female strength being problematic and I didn't want to hear about diversity so being crap. problematic, right? But then having watched him then back-to-back last night, the first movie gives you some people that you can really celebrate their accomplishments. You know, Poe and Finn and Ray, And you really celebrate what they're able to accomplish. You celebrate their connection with Luke, um, well, with Luke at the end, but with Leia and, you know, and Han for, you know, however long he was in it. The second movie comes along and just reverses all of that. And you only see, like, the downside to what Poe can bring to the table. And Finn has become a coward. And it was like... It it really squashed that feeling of celebration in a way that I didn't think was really necessary. Well, and, and it was a lot about also killing the past. 
Right, which is a valid point, but you don't have to kill your heroes to kill the past. And the same people that you just finished celebrating, you don't have to, like, now all of a sudden just drag them through the mud because they've just become dislikable characters. I mean... And that the second movie also focused on so many characters that just didn't have any in, like any impact on the third movie. Like Laura Dern's character, I really liked her, and um, I liked what she did. But in the end, so what? I like her character, and I like her storyline, and I like that that was there. And just as much as I liked. The way the the movie started when they attacked that ship and took it down and all the bombers, I liked that one character. I think it was Rose Rose's sister, who, you know, against all odds, she got that remote and she right. blew up that ship, uh, giving her life. Like those moments, or even like the Laura Dern moments where she did hyperspeed on those ships and it essentially just ripped them apart right. and sacrificed herself. Those are important moments. The moments where, I mean, you see a character for a few seconds, but those few seconds are so important that it, it really like makes you feel bad when something happens to them. You see them for seconds or for minutes. And, I mean, when right. Rose and Finn went on that expedition to the casino, it was... It was kind of like, um, you know, I mean, it was unnecessary for Last that whole mission tedious. to happen. It, it was, it was like, well, we got a bunch of money. Let's just, you know, let's explore how the rich people and all of that, like, how greed is, you know, all of that. Anyways, just war and how the the profit comes from people making sales to the good and the bad and. You know, that moral dilemma and, and all of that. But that could have happened in a much shorter and less c- contrived random plot to go, you know. And No, I don't disagree with you at all. I think, those are, cut. I think those are really good points. And those are really good moments in the movie. But I think that might be like the double-edged sword of um, the trilogy universe-making thing. Because either you're the kind of universe where you focus on these really serious, impactful moments, and it's all about a diversity of characters, and you know, and you understand the whole ensemble of the universe as it moves through this thing. Or you focus on six people, and on the beginning, you know, and by the end, you focus back on those same six people, and that's who you care about all the way through. It's like, I don't think you can successfully have it both ways. But unless it's like a standalone movie. What was the one that came out where um, it was about the rebels? Yeah, the resistance. What yeah. was the name of it? That standalone Star Wars movie, You did, none of them had to have an arc that carried them across three movies. They all had like their really important moment. Yeah, it was Rogue One. Rogue One. That was like a perfect kind of movie that... That that casino world and Laura Dern's character and I mean they could have been their own movies if you're gonna explore that side of things make it as its own standalone movie yeah with the casino and all of that like that you could know. have been a really good standalone movie but it 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 broke what was happening and this from what we understood this Star Wars trilogy was going to be about it felt 
tedious. It felt distracting. And I think it really did a disservice to a number of good ideas that were in that second part, but weren't given the kind of platform that they should have been given. Because in the end, it was like, okay, yeah, so what? (laughs) And you don't want to feel that way about a third of a trilogy. So... Yeah, it's... I I agree. I liked... I liked a lot of the movie. I liked that... The thing that bugged a lot of people were that it, it was so different. And it wasn't giving fan service and... I, I liked that people don't get what they want always. I love that. And I love I don't want fan service. No, and that's just, that's some of what this movie gives us as gives us as well. The, this last one. You don't just because you're a fan of something doesn't mean that you get to dictate you know, you can go create your own thing and, you know, build it and that's your rules. But I don't I don't want somebody to say, you know, this big group of people don't want this to happen. So I guess we shouldn't we shouldn't make it happen in the movie because they say no, because I just any create creative new thing will just not happen if that's if that's the way. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I don't want fan service. I don't want fans like dictating how the story should go. It should be full of surprises and take you to where you weren't expecting to be. But at the same time, at the same time, it's your job to craft it into a, co- a cohesive experience, and like set it from the beginning, make it make sense. We'll follow. I'll follow along with any number of surprises, but it shouldn't fly in the face of what you just threw at me in the first time. And I mean, in the first place, not everything has to be a universe. Not everything has to be like billion-dollar budget trilogy scale. And if you, I mean, yeah, you want to take it to that level, you have some responsibility. And people have to buy into it. So... Yeah, I mean, this it's too late for Star Wars to not be a universe. Right. <laughs> and there are lots of stories in that universe. Just learn how to tell the story. Yeah. Of those people, of the ensemble, the small, important moments, because the second movie didn't do it like it should have. But... If you cut the second movie out and you just jump from the first movie to the second movie, that's a really good... I mean, the first movie to the third movie, that's a really good Star Wars experience. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't cut the second one. I would cut some parts of it, but I wouldn't cut it out completely. Just because I I really like a lot of it. and Yeah, I mean... That's just my opinion. Refashion it into a little independent Rogue One what were some of your favorite parts? Or even parts you didn't like? You know, I was disappointed that Kylo died. I mean, I understand, like, um, and, you know, that he just disappe- he just disappeared after all of that. I was kind of disappointed with that. Um, those are some of the big things. I mean, that's one of the big things. I really liked the soundtrack. I liked the grandiosity of it. I really liked a lot of the cinematography. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I might even cut this part out because I don't have any specifics to. Well, I I really liked that Finn got to find more people like him that defected the yeah. stormtroopers. And I really liked that scene when they were on the ship. And I don't know if it was space because they hadn't launched out of that planet yet. 
But they were essentially, it was a ground game, literally. Like, they had horses and people were, you know, well, we can't shut their sensors down because they're in horses. They're, you know, this isn't how that's going to work. So, I mean, I liked I liked seeing that. And I liked that so much of the stories did not focus on the, um, this is the love relationship between A and B. Because you, you saw early on a bit of a... Poe and Ray fighting, kind of like, you know, right. people that like each other fight. And even before then, we had seen Finn and Ray. You're like, oh, are we shipping that relationship? Or even Ray and Rose because she kissed them. And those things kind of happened and went to the wayside. And, you know, you, you mean had Finn Rey. and Rose? Huh? Finn and Rose? Yeah. Yeah, okay. She kissed them and... Then, I mean, you had the major one, which was Ben, Ben Solo and Ray. Right. And, and they had some they, tension they, there. These crazy kids. And the, yeah, there was tension. And even at the end when... Uh, so Ray died as well. <laughs> yeah, Ray died. Yeah. And then Ben... I, I mean, I like that whole scene because he... Uh, Palpatine essentially... Ray has to kill him, and then Kylo gets there, and he's like, you can't do it, and he's like, oh, fine, I'll suck the life out of both of you, and then he does it, and they're really weak, and Kylo gets up, and he shoots him off into, you know, you're the last Skywalker, you're dead now, and he shoots him into a hole. You think, oh, well, is he dead? Probably, I don't know, who knows, and Ray's just laying there, and she kind of, you know, gets... She looks up and she sees how Palpatine is just electrifying all these ships, all this reinforcements that came right. to help. Tons and tons of ships. Actually, you know, the the hope that they had backups actually like it showed up and Palpatine was just, you know, shutting them all down with his great power he just got and his lightning bolt fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, part of uh, the other thing is like, Ray is kind of like a parcel tongue because <laughs> she she had. Well, there are a lot of like Harry Potter yeah. kind of parallels. I think because they're she both had the electricity mythological. Yeah, yeah, coming out. It's like oh, Palpatines can use electricity. So I thought so. Oh, shut, shut up, up Siri. Siri. So I I mean I liked how she gathered the force and she was like, no, you're not gonna do this and. She pulled the saber from one side and she was taking his electricity and then she pulled Leia's and it was it was Luke and Leia there with her essentially without them coming out as ghosts being like, we're here. Because I was wondering if a wall of everybody or, you know, right. the ghosts were going to come out and, you know, just a little more fan service because you get to see those people again. But no, she 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 blew him up <laughs> eventually. But that took that took everything everything she, out of her. She blew everything up because that amphitheater that they were in. I I mean I loved that it was this giant square floating, and then you would walk under it. I, the art and it had like it. lightning bolts and everything under it, didn't it? Yeah, and then you go in, and there's giant statues, kind of like going into the chamber of secrets. Mm. Just really like, or even I would, like the the alien world. Yeah, I'd love to find out more about that, and just that's so interesting. I like all of that history. I want it. 
and just have have your own show about that because that would be so cool to see. But you know, she she dies. She dies. That just took it out of her. She took him down, and then she dies and blows up the amphitheater full of, I guess, his supporters or whatever they were. Right. And I'm glad, you know, stones and everything, they got buried there. And Kylo comes and he gives his he gives his life to save her. Was that an emotional moment for you? His giving his life for Ray? Well, it, it was, but you didn't know if he was actually going to die when he yeah. did that. And he he did it, and she came back, and they kissed, and then he died and disappeared. It was like the saddest romance ever. It lasted for a trilogy. It, it resulted in one kiss and it then was, death. It was sad, but he deserved it a bit. Not Ben, but I think that there had to be some consequences for everything that he did. and And I know... That some people are probably not gonna like that that happened, but I think I that wasn't it was a fan right. Of that. I mean, because I don't think he ever really came into his own with his power independently. He never got to be like independently evil, away from how he's being controlled by right, Snoke yeah. and Palpatine. He was like a puppet, and I mean, yeah, but even as a puppet, he killed planets and people and. At the beginning of the movie, you see him striking down just an anchor, like people, a- anybody, like beings everywhere. So he did a lot of crap. Whether I and mean, he did, you and I mean, it, sometimes like, good people die, sometimes no, I, bad I people know. die too. And so he needed to die, I think. <laughs> Even though they I, I, they all gave his life, their lives for him, and I, I mean, yeah. I would have been fine if he didn't die, but I was kind of glad that he died. It was sad, but I think that if he hadn't died, it would have taken the punch out of it a bit. And and Star Wars is kind of known for taking the punch out of things. Like when you when you just watch the villain die and the the hero die, well, they come back. Yeah, they come back. Dies. So Um, I mean, even with Palpatine coming back, it's like, oh, you're gonna do that. But I mean, I, I I liked all of that. I liked. Seeing everybody rally, but I, so we were thinking of um, some of the scenes. Right. I mean, something that hit really hard was when Chewbacca just fell to his knees, and it was he was just he's alone. I mean, his all of his people, Leia is gone, Luke is gone, Han is gone, and he. he He's the only one left. He, they came back to Leia, and she's gone. And it was just like that pain cry. I was just like, crap. That has to be... Man, like, Chewbacca needs some help. Like, give him some... <laughs> counseling. Give him some counseling. Like, yeah. whatever he wants, Chewbacca, here, have it all. Because, you know, he was so funny, like, in the, the Force Awakens. Just like, you know, he was a big, big baby. And I'm just like, oh, come on. That's so hard. He can't catch a break. And he, and like, after Han had died, the hug between Chewbacca and Leia was so yeah, meaningful. And then now he's in this scene, even Leia's gone. And he got his medal. <laughs> his medal <laughs> of valor, which he hadn't gotten in the, in the last time. Right. And so people, it was nice to be in a theater where people were cheering and all of this because I. 
I really like that. I like being the in audience the audience responses for Star Wars movies are really nice. And I mean, we had seen like that whole. I don't know, maybe it's because we've been seeing so many superhero movies, comic book movies, where, oh, we thought Chewbacca died again, and you just didn't really buy it. It was like, I don't know, it'll be a nice shift in the movie era when we're not watching movie after movie where there's a a death that didn't really happen. Yeah, it it was just tricking, tricking the fans. In, in this and they way did that. something similar with C-3PO, although his recovery of his memory and everything was funny. I hated that. I hated how they treated C-3PO because they were so, like, a, a little bit callous about this character that has been there and has his... They, just the history of every movie that he's been through and just... Right. It, it was like, okay, he understands what he has to was do. Was that just a random throw-in that you're not allowed to... He wasn't allowed to interpret no, and I mean, articulate it makes, this, it makes sense. this language? It makes sense that they would have programmed him that way because it's kind of like you're not allowed to read about horcruxes. You know, it's that forbidden, forbidden thing, the Sith. And anybody reading about them and all of yeah. that, like, it makes sense that the government, whatever it was, the Republic, when it was live, would have, droids would not have been able to read our, you know, archaic right. Sith language. So, I mean, that, that part made sense. And it made sense that, okay, he knows, C-3PO knows that they're going to have to erase his mind in order to translate this. Right. But they were so dismissive of him. They they treated him like he was just a pile of junk. Like, or an iPhone. No, sorry. No. I mean, like, R2-D2 is my favorite character in this whole fucking series. Not BB-8. One of BB-8-2. And right. even that little robot dude that they got. I don't remember his one? name. Yeah, the new one that was like, Oh, you could have just fixed it. Looks like an AirPod on wheels. Yeah, and he had the whole map already. Like, you were, like, running around looking for this dagger when, like, that little robot knows stuff. You know? (laughs) Right. They didn't think a lot of things through, but, I mean, you know, you see how they wouldn't have if, like, real humans don't know all the answers and they don't live their lives in 2020. So... It doesn't just unfold like that. No, I know. But it's like, that little thing on wheels knows... And, you know, maybe... Anyways. So, I mean... You develop uh, these emotions for these robots. Even even in Rogue One, there was one robot that sacrificed himself. And I felt really bad for him because he had been helping them out throughout. So, whenever they just treated him like a junk... Right. A piece of junk. Right. Just like... No, he's he's not just in anything. And, and we've never really seen like a robot like that being rebooted. So yeah. I don't know if that Cavalier kind of attitude was just because they knew that he would eventually get it back, or yeah, or if they're if he's nothing more than an iPhone to these people. I mean, because. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we trade in our iPhones and stuff all the time, and we'll download a new operating system, and that's almost how they treated it. It was just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't like that, but, I mean, he did get his, uh, you know, R2 got him his memory back, and it was fine eventually, and, I mean, I, I liked 
BBA through it. BBA was like, you know, he was getting it done in the second movie, by the way. But I, I, I like BBA and the droids. I mean, that was one of Leia's lines. Don't know, don't ever underestimate an android or whatever a droid. Right. Um, it is true. Like they, they helped so much. And you know, BBA was like, "Oh, hey, I I know stuff." And he threw out the bomb, and you know, it, they helped out so much. Like the 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 android, the droids are like Hermione and Harry Potter. Where if they didn't have Hermione, they would have probably died a long time ago. Everybody. So. Yeah. No. I mean, it's true. I mean, they do a lot of damage too, depending on what side of the the war yeah. they're on. Yeah. But that just speaks to the power of what they're able to accomplish. Um. Yeah, I think that they did a they did a good job in end, in in what the end eventually became, and I I wasn't very unhappy with how it ended. No, I thought they got back on track with this one, and yeah, and that's what made the second movie feel like it should have been like a real, Rogue One kind of thing. Yeah, it was real losses, and it was just all of it. I think they have a long road ahead. So I wonder if we'll see any of these characters. Because, come on, Disney is not going to stop making these movies. That was one um, thing about the trailers. We were like, okay, they keep playing up. It's the end of the, the Star Wars trilogy. Oh. And, you know, you're not going to see Han and Leia and Luke probably anymore. Yeah, but I think I read an article somewhere where they hinted at Ray coming up here or there. Or even some of these characters. And please, some of these actors, yeah, they're, they'll do it. <laughs> You yeah, know. like what you got going on. <laughs> Disney's not gonna stop making these movies. So no, and I whenever... don't think they should. No, I just think they need to like really reconsider how they package and keep them in these. the Rogue One arena. But you're a very forgiving movie goer. We still haven't watched The Mandalorian, which is another. You know, they continue because you're not property. technically supposed to have access to it right now. Well, Disney should have done thought of that whenever they didn't make the Disney Plus. So now we're gonna have a to maybe travel to the U.S. and watch it over there or something because VPNs and all that hasn't worked for me. So um, I'll stop breaking the law. I'll not break it. So we've seen a few other movies. We're going to do a couple of other mini podcasts on those. So let's wrap this one up. See you next time. See you. Bye. Bye. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're everywhere.